Uh, good morning, sir. Thank you for coming to our Future Kings meeting. My name is George Tamaklo. My I'm name is Joshua Tamaklo, and we're, we're both part of the Future Kings stock market program. Uh, I appreciate it. My first question for you is, uh, when you uh, you said you started invest uh, you started investing when you were 26, I believe, or 28. Uh, my first question is, how uh, what was the scale of um, the assets you had when you started? Was it did you start um, investing with like say a few hundred dollars or was it um maybe a certain large percent of your income uh so for me when i was 28 i was working for the secret service at the time <laughs> and in that in that particular job um there was a there was a good opportunity for me to have overtime so a lot of overtime money stuff like that i didn't have a family so when i first invested i invested a, a pretty large amount of money so i took um dollars and I picked my stock and I, I bought Apple, right? So I took the 9,700 and put it on Apple. And the reason why was because I was reading about Apple. At the time they had the iPods. I had two iPods myself and I watched the stock from $73. I watched it grow to 169. So the reason why I didn't buy was because I was fearful because I've never invested before, right? But I'm watching it from 73, go to 85, go to 100, go to 120 and I'm like, I'm missing out on money. So I finally took a larger hunk of money and I said, Apple's always gonna be around for the next 30 to 40 years. So I put it on there and that was my first uh, entrance into the stock market. You said you started in uh, around like 2008, correct? That's right. Uh, how did the crash affect like your like development into like buying more stocks and like learning more about the stock market? Uh, so, so at the time, the market had crashed and everything uh, went down, was extremely cheap. Um, so one of the things that it taught me basically was stocks always move up and down. You're always going to have ease and flows, right? So when I bought, I bought at a good time because the stocks were cheaper at that time. And then slowly over time, it began to grow. So that, that $9,700 that I invested, uh, I basically tripled that within two to three years' time. Uh, you said um, you started uh, investing with money from opportunities like overtime. Uh, most of the guys we have here are like middle school and high school. What are ways you think we can build income to start investing in the stock market like you did? Um, as far as as far as being underage, yes, creating income. Um, looking back for me, one thing that I, I I probably should have done as a kid, you know, I could have I could have cut people's grass. Right, everybody needs grass cut. So twice a month, you see people cutting other people's lawns. That could be money going into your pocket, right? Um, I think people probably make like $150 a month just to cut the lawn twice, twice, a, twice a month. So that's something to think about. Uh, paper routes as well, maybe not as much. Um, when it snows, you can shovel, right? So there's a lot of different things that you could, you could probably think of. We just got to be creative. Also, even with the digital marketing, like, like Mr. Brian was talking about earlier, there's other ways as well, right? So we help, help out people that already have a business, stuff like that. And at the same time, you can learn why you're, why you're earning some income. Uh, how do you like choose what stocks you want to invest in? Cause like, uh, like expand, basically expanding and like diversifying your uh, portfolio, portfolio. Cause I know like the past three weeks, the tech stocks really dropped. Uh, and like a lot of like businesses like Walmart and like Costco kind of went up a bit. So how do you like uh, diversify your portfolio? 
Um, so diversification in your portfolio is going to be extremely important. Um, there's 11 sectors in the stock market, right? So the, the concept behind it is we have 11 sectors, right? At some point in time, one of those 11 sectors are going to be down, right? So when one of those sectors are down, guess what? Another sector is probably up, whether it's energy, whether it's consumers, or whether it's tech. Something's going to be up, something is going to be down. So you want to have ownership in every sector across each sector. So that way, when the market does crash in a particular sector, you're not going to take such a, such a large hit on what you have. Okay. Uh, in terms of your tolerance when it comes to buying like volatile stocks, stocks that can go like up or down, um, how, how, do you, how, do, how have you had to deal with uh, like major mistakes when it comes to buying stocks like, um, like loss in value? You mean how, how do I handle it or? Mm -hmm. um, so one way, you know, you always get into it understanding that at some point in time, the stock that you buy is gonna have a downturn, right? But over time, the majority, over time, say you're investing for 30, 40, 50 years, you're usually gonna end up with a higher percentage than what you, you've invested in. So as far as any investments out there, the majority of stocks over time, your return is gonna be between seven to 8%. So as long as you know I'm in it for the long haul, you're, you have to you have to kind of handle those emotions. Like when you see, hey, oh man, I lost $300 today. But you're understanding over time down the road, I know that money is going to grow over time. The longer time I give it, the better it's gonna grow. So if it's money that you need within the next year or two, I would say you don't invest that money because you need that money in a year or two. But if it's money you don't need right away and you have time to allow that money to grow, then you can invest that money. So it's always important to have that that emergency fund to take care of those immediate expenses, whatever they may be, and then you have your other money that is invested growing for you. How do you decide like start which startup companies you want to invest in? Like you mentioned, a Sent Sentinel One, I believe, because uh, you know we all hear about like, oh, if you invested like money into Amazon when it started, you'd have a lot of money right now. How do you decide for yourself like? Whether, I, or whether or not I should invest in this like company right now? So one of the things I look at, um, we basically do research on the company, right? We do research on the company, we see what products the company has. If it's products that we have in our home, right? That means if, if you have it in your home, everybody else in this room probably has it in their home, right? So now we have millions of Americans that are buying these same products. So take for example, uh, Clorox. Whether you're rich or whether you're poor, you got Clorox in your house, right? So with the pandemic, when that kicked off, everybody wanted to clean and disinfect their home. They're the only ones inside their home, but everybody was buying up all the Clorox, right? So guess what happened to the company's price? The company's price skyrocketed because everybody was buying Clorox, right? So there's different, there's gonna be different stocks that we wanna have for different reasons, right? Clorox is considered a blue chip stock and they pay dividends. They're a blue chip stock because they've been around for over 50 years. So if they have that longevity, the likelihood of them being around for another 50 years is gonna be high or low, what do you think? It's gonna be high. It's gonna be high because they've already been around for 50 years, right? And you asked me earlier about what stocks do I consider? I consider stocks that I feel as though are gonna be around for the next 40, 50 years. Because ultimately for me, I wanna pass my stocks on to my, to my kids and I wanna make sure those companies are around. So as far as tech companies and new companies that have recently gone public, you just have to, you really don't know 100% for sure, but we can do our research on Google, read about the company, see what products they have, see what type of management they have, 
we can find out whether they're profitable or not before we buy that company, right? And the simple fact that my roommate worked for Sentinel One and he's telling me, hey, we're going public next year, right? And hey, we're doing well, we're doing really good numbers. CrowdStrike, everybody heard of CrowdStrike? Mm -hmm. CrowdStrike is another cybersecurity company that came out before Sentinel One and in two years, CrowdStrike jumped up to $250 a share. But CrowdStrike was worried, and they talked about it in their, uh, their conferences, their earnings conference calls and stuff like that. That's all public knowledge. They talked about Sentinel One being a competitor, right? So all of that together was like, you know what? I can put a little money on Sentinel One and just see what it does, right? Uh, you talked about wanting to hold stocks that will gain value for a long time and pass it on to your kids and build and retain wealth. Right. Uh, does that mean uh, when you're approaching stocks, do you look for a stock that will pay dividend or do you pr uh, preferably look for one that's gonna gain a ton of value? So I look at, I look at three things. Um, we don't wanna be, we don't wanna put all our eggs in one basket, right? So the first thing I look for is stability. I look for a stable company um, that may not spike in price but it doesn't drop, right? So you have a lot of stable companies out there like Procter & Gamble, right? Another blue chip. Procter & Gamble's products, they sell toilet paper, they sell paper towels, they sell uh, detergent, stuff like that. They sell diapers. Everybody needs that, right? Everybody needs that. So that stability keeps my, keeps my portfolio stable during large downturns. And if it does go down a little bit, it usually floats right back up to the top. And then I also look for uh, growth. I look for companies that grow and have uh, extremely high earnings during their quarter. So one would be Facebook, one would be Google, one would be Amazon, because you also want your portfolio to go up in, in price. And then I look for dividends, dividend paying companies that pay me money just for my ownership, right? So if I have a certain number of Apple shares, every time when they pay out their dividends, right, because they pay dividends out to certain, certain uh, to all the shareholders, I have those dividends coming in as well, and then I reinvest those dividends into more uh, shares of the same company. So now, instead of me taking those dividends out and putting it in my pocket, I reinvest it, and then those dividends get me more shares for free. So it snowballs. Uh, what's your philosophy when it comes to like dividend stocks? Like, do you wanna buy more shares of it, or do you wanna just like, like like you said, reinvest the dividend and get more shares that way. Um, I think about it like like this. So say say like a basketball analogy. Um, everybody knows who Michael Jordan is, right? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna take Michael Jordan out of the game? No. So if you got a company that is a high performer for you, you let that company play, right? Whether you add more on over time and you also reinvest those dividends, we're not taking Michael Jordan out of the game. Uh, how many years did it take for you to get to the level of experience you have now where you're comfortable looking at stocks, doing your research, and finding out which ones to buy? Um, for me, I probably, I probably researched and read about stocks for about two, two to three years before I bought my first one, just because I, I didn't have a mentor at the time to kind of walk me through it, so I was kind of teaching myself and I had to get over that fear factor. But as I saw companies that I was like, hey, I want to buy that, as I saw those companies go up in price, and I'm like, I'm missed, I missed out on all this money, right? That kind of pushed me. That was the nudge I needed to say, I'm going to jump in this, jump in this and give it a shot. But I would say, I would say maybe a good five to six years to where I got comfortable. And you're going to, 
you know, I've made mistakes, and everybody that's new, you're going to make those mistakes. For example, um, I had 25 shares of Amazon, 25 shares of Amazon when it was $100 a share. Like, I did my research on Amazon. I knew Amazon was a good company to have. So for $2,500, I had 25 shares. If you multiply the 25 shares to what Amazon is worth today, it pushes my portfolio up to about $88,000 to $90,000. However, I didn't hold my shares. And I sold my shares at a profit, but I didn't hold it like I should have held it. So one of the things I do teach is we buy and we hold because we, we allow that company to keep going. So I basically missed out on $90,000 by selling the company for maybe 175 when I bought it for 100 I still made money, but I didn't make the money that I could have made. Uh, how do you think outside factors like news and like basically like company earnings are uh affect the stock uh the stock's price like because i know t-mobile they were supposed to come out with their third quarter earnings but they dropped because of the ha uh the cyber hack that happened to them and 50 million customer data were like stolen so um i would say uh stock investing is it's a perishable skill if you guys are not up on current events if you're not following what companies are doing who's being hired uh, positive news, negative news, it does affect the price of the stock and you want to pay attention to that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time and the words of wisdom and sharing your experience with us. Uh, do you have any contact info or uh, anywhere we can reach you uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. apart from uh, the new group that we're starting? So, uh, Phoenix Financial Group on Facebook. You can reach me on there. Um, and I also have a... Uh, an email as well, Phoenix Financial Group at Gmail. So you can reach me out on there as well for any questions that you have. I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.